Hey guys, my name's Kyla, and I'm your host of That Christian Girl Podcast, a podcast that's devoted to helping Christians of all walks of life be inspired and encouraged to reach their full godly potential. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to the first official episode of That Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Kyla, and I am so excited for today's episode. Um, so, I am posting these both at the same time, so hopefully you've listened to the intro episode. If you haven't, make sure to go back and listen to that now, um, because that just talks a little bit about me and what this podcast is about. So today, we're just going to jump right into it, into this episode that I have named Holy Girl Summer Part 1, Holy Habits. So, this episode is going to be all about having the best Holy Girl Summer you can have, and the first part of that is going to have to be your Holy Habits. So, my first question I have written down is, what is a Holy Girl Summer? So, if Maybe you have heard of a hot girl summer, or healing girl summer, or fit girl summer. What all of those have in common is a mindset. So your mindset to be, you know, this summer I'm going to be fit. This summer I'm going to be healing, healing from whatever it may be. This summer I'm going to go to the gym and become a hot girl, you know, hot girl summer. Um, If if you're somebody who's like a teenager or early adult, young adult, um, like me, you probably have heard of it before. If you're a little bit older, thank you for being here. I bet you can still get stuff out of this. Um, so mainly, what all of those summers, like what we tag as our summers have in common is a mindset. So the mindset to become better and become a better version of yourself or quote unquote the best version of yourself. So that all has one main thing in common which is your mindset. So your mindset to grow, your mindset to work out, your mindset to become the best version of yourself. So that's what Holy Girl Summer is. It's becoming the best version of yourself in God's image and starting habits that are God-based and really letting God's light shine through you. So a Holy Girl Summer is becoming more like Christ um, by focusing yourself on God and focusing on things that are praising of him. So my Holy Girl Summer, I'm going to go through this and other episodes too, because this is going to be a four-part series um, it's looking at right now. So part one is our holy habits, but also I'm going to talk about how like exercise and bodily health are also pleasing to God and how that's going to be a part of my holy girl summer and I hope your holy girl summer too. So let's get into the first part, which is your holy girl habits. So the number one habit that I have written down is reading your Bible. So, with all three of these habits that I'm going to tell you, it's going to have, first, what does the Bible say? And this is just going to take me one second to find it, because I just have my Bible out with me. Um, so, first, we're going to take a look at Psalms. I have three verses written down from the gigantic Psalms, Psalm 119. So, the first one that I'll talk about is Psalm 119.9 
which says, How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. So mainly what that verse is saying is that to keep our ways pure and also to keep our ways holy, we have to um, guard it according to God's word. And how can we guard our hearts according to God's word if we aren't in God's word? So that's first is going to say, you need to guard your heart and be in God's word. So guard your heart through his word by being in his word, if that makes sense. And then the next verse is Psalm 119.11, which says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So another reason why we should be reading the Bible is to store it in our hearts and so then we won't sin against God because we're trying to become more Christ-like and we're supposed to be rejecting sin from our lives. But how will we know what sins, you know, we're we're partaking in if we don't read our Bibles. So we have to really spend time in God's word to find the pieces of ourself, the sins in in our being that we need to start weeding out. And because Jesus died for our sins, but that doesn't mean we can sin. And his great sacrifice is motivation to not sin. You know, you should be wanting to do the opposite and glorify Jesus and glorify God. Next verse is Psalm 119, 105. It said, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So that's just showing how God's word will help guide you on the nice, like the good path towards him and how it is a light to your feet, as it says, um, how it shows you the way to go. Um, so you really have to be in God's word to know what way to go. So this next verse is Joshua 1.8. It says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it, meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful and to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. It's talking about how we need to be in the book of the law, in the Bible, um, and we should meditate on it, so then we can act according to his will. And this verse is talking more about like the Old Testament law, which is not what we live by, but it's still a verse that we can use to encourage and to like justify our Bible reading. Um, and then let's go, let's go Matthew now. So Matthew 4, 4 says, but he answered, it is written, men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. That one's pretty straightforward, but we shouldn't just be living by the world's standards. We need to live through God's word and we need to have God's word to live through. So we need to know what's in the Bible to be able to really pour into ourselves. And we need to be in our Bibles to know what God wants for us and know what God has for us. Um, because you can't live by the world. Um, you can't live by bread alone. You know, you need, you need the word of God to truly be living. So 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Do your best to pre present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. So we should be presenting ourselves to God, um, who 
has handled handled his word right. So has used his word in the right ways um, and respected it in the ways that it should be respected. That means reading it and pouring into it and studying it. We can't be rightfully handling the God of word if we just, if we shun it. And then also that also goes into um, how we interpret the word and how other people, how we let other people interpret the word, but how I'm going to take this um, right now is how we're supposed to handle the word of truth and handle God's word in the right way by reading it and pouring into it and studying it. Um, and then my final verse is 1 Peter 2, 2. It says, like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. So, the spiritual milk that Peter is talking about is the Word of God. And this is what's going to help you grow up into salvation. So, a baby isn't going to be able to grow and develop if it has no milk. And like that, if you're new in your faith, if you're a new Christian, you're not going to be able to grow and develop without God's Word. So, just talking about how we should be longing for God's Word and how we need God's Word to really grow up into our salvation and into what God, the person that God wants us to be. Um, and then a little side note is that we don't earn, our salvation is not earned. Um, but once you have received God as your Lord and Savior, because it's by faith, um, by grace and by faith, not by works. But once we have received God as our Savior, I'm trying to remember what my pastor, because we did do a study in First Peter, and I remember him talking about how this isn't saying that we earn it and we have to grow into our salvation. No, we earn it first thing, but we need to grow into the people that God has destined us to be. So talking about how the word of God and spiritual milk, which is the Bible, um, helps us grow up and be the person who God wants us to be, the saved person that God wants us to be, um, and really start glorifying God and being saved person that God wants you to be. Those are our verses for why we should be reading the Bible and what the Bible says about reading on itself. And now you might be asking, like, how? So, how and where to start? I want to preface this by saying there is no right way. There's no right way to, there's no right place to start in the Bible. And there's no right way to read the Bible. But, here are some recommendations from people and from, like, from online and, like, Christian influencers or whatever. A lot of people, um say, start in the Gospels, especially John, to learn about Christ's life. So, we're supposed to be Christ-like, but how are we supposed to be Christ-like without knowing how Christ was? So, starting in the Gospels and starting in John is a great way to figure out, to really um, learn how to be Christ-like. Another good work, book, my goodness, is Proverbs, the Book of Wisdom, and it shows I haven't finished Proverbs, but I was reading it with a little Bible study that we would have during the school year in the mornings, and that just gives you a lot of good wisdom that you can, um, every time you read your Bible, you can take at least one of them away in your heart, and so that's a great place to start too. 
a lot of people say Philippians, which is having joy in trials. I personally really liked Philippians. That's a great one. Um, Galatians is also really great, and that one is about pursuing life of holiness. Um, Romans. Romans, I'm reading Romans right now. <laughs> um, my one thing about Romans is that sometimes it's a little confusing. So I use ESV, English Standard Version, which at times can be really confusing um, because especially in the morning and you're not feeling it, you may be confused. So what I've found helps me with, um, especially as ESV, uh, Romans is to compare it either with another Bible that I have on hand or with the Version app on my phone where I use NLT. Um, I think that's New Living Translation, but the NLT version, um, which makes it a little bit easier to understand and just comparing it to really help understand. I do, I do really like Romans, just sometimes it's hard to understand and kind of overwhelming at times, um, because sometimes it's overwhelming to try and read something and really try and get stuff out of it when you can't understand it and it's early in the morning and you're just starting to read your Bible. So sometimes it's best if you try and start somewhere else just because it can be overwhelming, but I do really recommend reading Romans um, because it's kind of like how to live a Christian life. Psalms is also a great place. Psalms is really long though, so I recommend starting a chapter a day, but with Psalms that would be... <laughs> That would be a lot of days. That would be like half of your year. So maybe try and start in a different book. Try and read a psalm a day. I know a lot of people try to start their Bible study with the book of the Bible that they're reading and then they go over to psalms and read a psalm because psalms are shorter. Psalms are great little like five minute reads and I I want to start doing a psalm a day um, during summer. When I start school, it might be a little bit different because my my time in the mornings shrinks down because um, I like sleep and sometimes sleep is a little bit hard um, in the morning and getting up in the mornings is hard. So I'll talk about that just next, like when and stuff. Um, but so Psalms is a great place. Psalms, it's emotions and prayer. So yeah, if so that can be encouraging or it can really speak to you in times that you're feeling it. You're going through it. Psalms is a great place to go if you're really just, a lot of stuff is going on. Um, and then where I personally started was First Peter. I love this book. Um, and it's about like trials and suffering for God's sake and how it brings God's glory and how it strengthens our faith. So that's a great place if you're struggling for encouragement or I just, overall, I really enjoyed this book. Um, it is to this date my favorite book in the Bible. Um, it's also the most craziest book in my Bible because I like to Bible journal a lot and I'll go into that a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I really like the Peters, just all three, but especially First Peter. Um, yeah. So next is like, how do you, how do I study my Bible, and how do other people study the Bible? So there's the SOAP method. I don't use this method, but some people sit down with their Bible and with um, a notebook, and they do the SOAP method. Let me just look up what the SOAP method is. 
um, stands for because I don't want to say it wrong, you know? So, the SOAP method, S stands for scripture. So, as you read, write out verses that stick to you. Okay, O is observation. So, what is interesting about the passage? What did you learn? What is God saying to you? A is application. How do you um, apply this to your life? And P is prayer. So, just like a prayer about how to apply this to your life. Um, And yeah, so that's like the SOAP method. A lot of people really, really recommend that one. And I think that one's a great one. Um, if One, if you have a little bit more time in your mornings and you really want to meditate on God's word. Um, another way how I read my Bible is I go through and I read a chapter a day. That's my goal. So a chapter a day, I usually have three highlighter colors for the book of the Bible. So I bought um, the English Standard Version it's single column journaling bible so i went to hobby lobby and actually this was on clearance so it was super cheap but you can find study bibles really anywhere well like the single column i i recommend the ones with the columns on the side because that's where i write all of my cute little notes and the notes on the side just really help me be encouraged to read my Bible and um, make me want to get up and read my Bible and then also it helps me retain it. So what I do, I highlight a lot. Um, Let's just go back to, I just read Romans 11. So I go through, like I said with Romans, I use two Bibles. Um, I read it in a different translation. If I'm confused about a little section of verses, usually I'll read it in ESV and then I'll read it in a different version just because it helps me understand it a little bit better. But mainly what I do is I go through and I highlight the verses that really stand out to me or that I really like. And then after I'm done reading the whole chapter, I go back and I make either little side notes I usually do side notes, so when I wrote, it's like Romans 11 verse 25 and following, I wrote the little note, Paul wants us to understand God's gifts so we will not become proud. So it's talking about how Israel had become more prideful of the gift that God has given them and how like being God's chosen people, they had become prideful of that. So about how Paul doesn't want us, wants us to understand God's gift and that's an understanding it to the fullest will help us not become prideful. Another thing that I try and do is if you look every single chapter, usually I try and do a cute little like, oh, here's a verse that stood out to me. So if I go through, um, I will see like, so I have Philippians 2:12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I wrote on the side, I like did the cute little Pinterest Bible study thing where it's like work out your own salvation and salvations in like cursive with fear and trembling. So just adding a little bit of difference into that and just makes your eyes pop to that point um is really helpful and those little notes in the side just kind of help me be more um 
motivated to read my Bible because I get to write a cute little thing on the side. And then also, um, it helps me understand it by really taking the time to make thoughtful notes in the side. And it helps me if I want to look back and be like, oh, what was this part about? It helps me look back and really be able to understand it um, quickly and easier. In the morning, if I read stuff or if I'm just reading, I don't really retain stuff. So just really trying to get into a study Bible and, well, I guess it's not a study Bible, um, but like a journaling Bible is has been really helpful for me because I can write stuff in the side and really take that out and remember that throughout the day. So I recommend that. But then also I understand the people who might not be able to really get up if they have a really or early morning job or their mornings are hectic. Sometimes morning's not the best time to read your Bible, but my recommendation is to start your day out with God's Word. So this goes into my third question, when? So a lot of people say Bible before phone, which I definitely recommend because it's so easy for me to go and grab my phone and then just get it sucked into it and not focus on God's word. That actually happened this morning. Um, I went upstairs and I was like, I'm going to read God's word. And then I ended up doing other stuff. And yeah, so I did end up reading my Bible. It was just a lot later and I didn't start my day out with it. So tomorrow, um, tomorrow is going to be when it starts, <laughs> when, when this podcast episode launches. Tomorrow, I will definitely try and start my day off with the Bible. But sometimes that doesn't work with people. I definitely had struggles at the beginning of the school year last year getting into the Bible first thing in the morning because I left my house at like 7 a.m. each morning. And if you know what that's like, I would never have breakfast. My mornings were always hectic because if I stay up later... I'm a night owl 100%. My brain is always awake at night. But if I stay up late, I can't wake up in the morning. I can stay up as late as I want, but I can't wake up early in the morning. I do not like waking up, and I kind of have to. My thing that I found was my morning devotional. It's a podcast on Spotify, and it's a great little devotional to start your day off. So she usually reads scripture, she prays, and she talks about like application. And that is a great podcast. There's also podcasts that are about, um, that just read Bible verses. So even if you can't get into the word yourself, it's great if you can listen to it while you're getting ready, while you get the kids, if you're a, <laughs> if you're an adult and you have kids, while you get the kids ready or while you drive to work so those are or walk to work or whatever it's really great to just listen to god's word in the morning and i do recommend if you can't do it in the morning maybe try and do it at night there is time you can find time to get into god's word because it's important that you're getting into god's word yourself so even if that's not first thing in the morning try and do it before you go to bed um but also it really makes a difference if you start your day off with with God's word. Make sure you're starting your day off with God's word. And then my second thing is just prayer of encouragement. Sometimes it's going to be hard. It's going to be really hard sometimes to wake up and read your Bible. 
but it's really important. I try and pray about it the night before. The night before, I pray, hey Lord, please, <laughs> hey Lord, dear Lord, please help me get up tomorrow morning and spend time with you and please help that time with you be be beneficial and be blessing um, and be a blessing to me and a blessing to you. And I pray that you really help me tomorrow morning um, to really get the most out of your word. And it's, that's so simple, but you can't do it by yourself. It's, you need God's encouragement. You need that to keep you going because you're not going to be able to do all of this alone. You need to be in line with God and you need to be asking him to give you the encouragement every single day. Um, especially when you're first starting out, you really need that encouragement to start. Okay. And that brings me to my second thing, which is prayer. So it's really important to pray as probably most of you know, but we're still going to look at some Bible verses that talk about prayer because I said that I will be doing Bible verses on every single one of these. So let me just flip to it using my brain right now. Okay, we got to 1 Thessalonians. So the first verse is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. These pages are all sticking together. Hopefully that's some great ASMR for you. <laughs> so 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So really just verse 17, um, I want to put emphasis on that one. Pray without ceasing. So he, God always wants to spend time with you. That's God's favorite thing is to spend time with you. So one of the ways that you can spend time with God is praying. And it doesn't have to be anything formal. You know, it can just be like a quick little... Dear Lord, please help me. I'm going into a test. Please help calm my nerves. Um, I pray, yeah, I pray that you calm my nerves. And it can just be something simple like that. Or dear, or if somebody, like, asks you, um, somebody's going through something, a struggle, and they're sharing it with you, you can be like, hey, can I pray, pray with you? Can I pray with you over that? So just bring everything, just the idea to pray without ceasing. That doesn't mean that, you have to shut yourself in your room and spend all day in prayer. No, it just means that you should be praying probably more than you think you should. Um, you should be really trying to spend time with God and really trying to spend time with him by praying. So that's the encouragement for prayer. Um, so pray without ceasing. Let's go to Philippians 4, 6. So that says... Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. So, that talks about how you're supposed to not be anxious about stuff and bring your anxiousness to God. So, really, God wants you to bring everything to prayer. Like, when you're anxious, um, just bring it to God. Bring everything everything on your mind and everything on your heart to God because he wants to be with you and he wants to help you um and he wants you not to be anxious because um he is a loving God and he doesn't want you to be fearful or anxious about stuff so he wants he wants you to bring your anxiousness and your fears to him um and 
It says, But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. So that's also talking about kind of um, with thanksgiving, you know, you're supposed to be thankful. Um, and it kind of goes to the Acts method that I'm going to talk about next. But um, supplication means like asking and stuff. So bring it to God with, you know, your requests and your thankfulness. Um, just let your requests be known to God. So uh, yeah, next is Colossians 4 2. Say, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful, watchful in it with thanksgiving. This is the first part. Um, continue steadfastly in prayer. So how we're supposed to be in prayer a lot. We're supposed to pray a lot. Pray without ceasing. Continue steadfastly in prayer. That goes back, like, pray to, without ceasing. It's um, Philippians 4, 6. So just talking about how we're supposed to um, continue in prayer. And we're supposed to be in prayer a lot more. Um, because I feel like it's really easy to pray before a meal and be like, oh, yep, got my prayer done for the day. Which is not what God wants for you. God wants to spend time with you. And God wants you to be in prayer. So this brings me to how. How are we supposed to be in prayer? Because it gets overwhelming. And God doesn't um, want some big fancy prayer. I remember sometimes at school, you know, um, I remember just praying. Or it doesn't have to be anything formal. Because God should be your best friend. Jesus is your bestie. So make sure to just go with him with whatever. Um, with your troubles, with with your thanksgiving, with your gratitude, you know, you can pray, you can pray in the car, <laughs> maybe don't, like, close your hand, close your eyes, bow your head, and, and, you know, take your hands off the steering wheel to, like, do praying hands or whatever while you're driving, but, you know, if you ever see, like, the other day, I saw rainbow driving, and I was like, Lord, thank you for the reminder of your covenant with us, um, I just remember praying that, and, just talking to him. You know, a prayer doesn't have to be like, um, our father in heaven, thank you for giving us our daily bread. Like, it doesn't have to be the Lord's prayer every single time, but you should have some, um, more like planned out and more thoughtful prayers, but you can also just go to God at any time because you should be praying towards him. And that's one of my goals for this summer is to pray a lot more. But what I, so I am going to talk about what a lot of people recommend, which is the ACTS method. So ACTS stands for A, adoration. So that's praising him. So praising him like, Lord, thank you for, like, look at the sky today. It's so beautiful. Thank you. Like, I can just see your glory. Like, just talking praising him, praising him for the amazing God that he is. Um, next is confession. So confessing your sins, like, Lord, I messed up. I, I was unkind to this person. I used foul language. So confessing your, um, sins. And then also there's the thing about, you know, sometimes it's hard to see your sins. So also praying for him to reveal those sins in your life and where you need to work what you need to work on because there's definitely things that you need to work on. There's definitely things that I need to work on and I, I don't go a day without sinning. So 
making sure to ask God to reveal those things so then we can work, work on them, and then also asking him to work on those prayers, work on those sins with us, in us. Um, so confessing our sins and asking him to work on our hearts and work to eliminate that prayer and then eliminate that sin. Um, next is Thanksgiving. So this one's really straightforward. So thanking God for whatever blessings he has given to us. And I think it's it's so easy for me to think and be grateful for stuff. So that's like gratitude. So thanking him for all of the blessings that he's given you today. Because I can, even if it's the worst day, there's going to be at least one thing that God gives you that you can be thankful for. And then C is supplication. So that's asking for things. So being like, um, Lord, I'm really, really struggling with reading my Bible. So I pray that you help me read my Bible. Or Lord, my friend is sick. I pray that you heal her. So those those supplication prayers. Um, and then also, I don't have the verses written down, but I will probably talk about this in my actual prayer episode because I'm planning to do an episode more on how I pray and or just talking about prayer in general um, in a few weeks from now, not not soon, but in a little bit, I'm going to talk about, you know, what we should be asking for God, but I will never forget what my pastor said, is God promises to give us our heart's desires, and God promises to, um, give, like, sup, like, give us the things that we ask for, but then also we should be asking for things that he wants us to ask for, and as we grow in our faith, the things that we want will become more aligned with the things that he wants. So he will give us the things that we want in his will. We can't just be like, hey, Lord, can you make us make me rich? That would be really dope. Thanks, bud. Um, you can't be like that. That's not what God wants for you. But asking for things that you know God wants for you and what is in your will. So that's kind of like the method. That's kind of what I do just without thinking. Like, And it usually not in that order, but trying to really remember those main things when I pray, um, especially confession, because confession sins are so important, and you may not think they are, but they are. So, next, what I do for my prayer. So, I use a prayer journal, and my prayer journal is an old Luke term um, that I use, but it doesn't have to be a fancy journal. It can be literally a composition notebook. I have a friend who has, I had a friend who had a prayer journal and she just used a composition notebook. It doesn't have to be something fancy. So don't, don't worry about it being the fanciest thing ever because it's literally just your thoughts and it's just something between you and God. And God doesn't want you to make this whole fancy notebook just for him. Um, oh, it's great if you want to do that, but God doesn't expect you to pay a bunch, spend a bunch of money on a notebook or make a notebook really pretty because this should be just your thoughts with God. And the one benefit of the main benefit, there's a lot of benefits, but the main benefit of having a prayer journal, especially for me, is to really help me um, think about my prayers and writing them down just makes me think more about them and focus my mind on that prayer by writing it down. So that's why I really like my prayer journal. Um, and I used to, one great method that I did use was, you know, so I had a struggle, um, a gratitude, and then scripture. So usually the scripture went with the struggle and then I would pr 
write down my prayer on the other side. So I would make it into like two even-ish columns. So that's what I did. Now I usually just write down my prayers. But that's really great, especially if you're trying to start off um, in your prayer life and you're trying to really have good focused prayers, you can do that. Um, another thing that people do are prayer walks. I don't do these because I'm really bad at multitasking and keeping my being able to think of two things at once. That's why I really like the prayer journal because it keeps my mind focused on that and just that. Usually, um, usually my mind will wander, but some people really like prayer walks, which is great. Um, or some people, I like listening to music or podcasts on my walks because some, it's mostly just music, but because it's really easy for me to block out things. Um, but you know, prayer walks are great. Another thing, a movie that I actually recommend. I remember this is the movie that made me want to do a prayer journal. Um, it's called War Room, and it was an amazing movie that's about, like, the struggles that um, this one family went through, and this one lady just really decided to become strong in her faith, and how she did that was she made a prayer closet. I know a lot of people, well, a lot of like Christian influencers, I'll see they have prayer closets where it's you can stick up sticky notes of prayers, of um, verses and stuff, and you can, yeah, um, definitely go watch War Room if you don't have a movie to watch. That's an amazing um, movie, but just mainly the idea of a prayer closet, or you could make a prayer board. It's where you have like, you make a list of things that you want to pray about, and then you also stick up verses and little prayers. There's a lot of stuff on social media, if you don't know where to start, that you can look up, um, start, but I think that's also a great method because you're looking at it. You look at it every day, um, and it just really puts your mind in the right, your, uh, mind in the right headset, um, headspace, and, to see that every day, like, wake up or walk past it, just to see, you know, your prayer, your prayer wall, and what you are praying for. So, that's really great. Um, and then also, another thing is praying the Psalms. So, the Psalms are, are the book of prayers and songs, and, um, there's a lot of great Psalms that you can look up to, like, really encourage you or to really, like, help you through those hard emotions, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of emotions in the Psalms, so I know some people will pray the Psalms, so they'll read a Psalm and pray it out loud to, um, God, and that, that's a great way to pray too, but I do say it's important to pray your own prayers, so make sure you're praying your own prayers, don't, that doesn't mean praying the Psalms is bad at all, like, 100%, pray the Psalms, pray the Lord's Prayer, Yes, pray that, but then also make sure that you're praying your own prayers as well, because it's important that it's not just, oh, let me pray the Psalms. No, you need that more personal connection with the Lord too. Um, but the Psalms are a great place if you don't know what to pray or how to pray, like your emotions. Psalms is a great place to go to really see that emotion and be able to pray it out to the Lord, the God, uh, the God, to God. Um, yeah. So, oh, and then my last thing, this is really, this is going to be long. Um, my last thing is when. So when should we be praying? I know I talked about this a little bit, but all the time. So you should be praying all the time. 
So back to 1 Thessalonians um, 5, 16 through 17. Pray without ceasing. So pray all the time. God wants to hear from you. It doesn't matter if you're in your bedroom at night or if you're at church. Pray all the time. I remember one time, actually, it was a really hard day at school last year. And I remember just pulling out my phone. And I was like, I don't have my prayer journal, but I want to write down my prayer. Because, like I said, writing down my prayers helps me. So I just pulled out my phone and I wrote, I have a few, actually, in my notes, um, in my iPhone, um, that are prayers, you know, it's, it's a prayer to God, um, you know, pray, pray when you're having struggles, my main thing that I want to remember is going to God first with everything, so you should be going to God first, um, not your friends, go to God first, not your mom, go to God first, so making sure to put God first and going to him first with your struggles, so, yeah, um, second one is before bed and in the morning. So I use my prayer journal at night because it's great for me to reflect on my day and write down my prayers. But then also what I'm really trying to get into the habit of is trying to pray before Bible reading, before you read your Bible to really put your mind in the right headspace for your Bible reading and the rest of the day. So that's it that I have for praying. And then now the third um, holy habit is Christian community. I cannot stress how important a good Christian community is, but let's first look at what the Bible says um, because, you know, gotta look. So the first verse is Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, and this says, iron sharpens iron and no man and one man sharpens another. So that verse talks about how like Christians can sharpen each other and how it's important to sharpen each other um like iron sharpens iron. So a Christian will sharpen another Christian. Um cuz it says it in the next part um and one man sharpens another. So talking just about how we can help each other grow in our faith. So that's why it's so important to have Christian friends and be with the Christian friends. Um, next is Romans 1, 11 through 12. So that one says, take me a second. So Romans 1, 11 through 12 says, for I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen strengthen you that is that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith both yours and mine so he paul is talking about how you can be encouraged and encourage others faith so this goes back to um our proverbs like our iron sharpens iron um it's talking about how we we can be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. That's just what it says. Um, but how we should be spending time with others that will encourage us and tell us to go ahead. Um, yeah. So just making sure to have that Christian community that will inspire you to um, become become sharper and um, sharper and stronger in your faith. And then our final verse is Hebrews ten twenty five says, we're finding it, okay, not neglecting to meet each other, as 
is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So this talks about how we shouldn't be neglecting our Christian community because we um, we need to encourage one another. And one way that we can encourage one another is um, um, is meeting with each other and being part of a Christian community. So you're probably thinking of, like, how? How do I get a Christian community? So here's my habits that I want to encourage you guys to um, partake in. So first, go to church. Um, And then if you can't make it to church, make sure you listen to sermons because church is amazing. You can meet a lot of amazing people, but I know some people who, you know, can't make it all the time. So make sure you just listen to the sermons that goes back to just feeding your faith. So, um, you know, go to church. Try and get into a Christian community. Um, And then this goes into my second one, find a youth group. I love my youth group. It's just with my church. But I bet you can look up youth groups in your area to find some really great youth groups. I know there's some other great youth groups or just organizations that people meet with um, just in my own town. And I bet you can find some really easily. Or you can find one that you can tap into with your church. So just making sure to find those um, youth groups or just small groups that you can meet in to really um, build more Christian friendships. And that goes into the third part is to pour into your Christian friendships because those are the people that are really going to be by your side and the people that really are going to Um, be with you. And I'm going to try and do another episode just about friendships in general, but this is going to be like a short little, I don't know, three minute version of Christian friendships. So I have a few Christian friends, but they don't go to my school. Um, They're, I don't really get to hang out with them. Well, a few Christian friends like my age. I have people that I know from youth group, um, but then they're all graduating. The, all of the ones that go to my school are all graduating. So I am going to be left with this big hole next year where I'm like, well, you know, the Bible study that we had in the morning, everybody except for like two girls are graduated and like the other two girls I don't really know that well. But I'm going to really try and reach out more this summer and really try and forge new Christian friendships because a lot of my Christian friends, especially at youth group, I think almost all of them are seniors. <laughs> so they're all leaving. They're all leaving to new adventures. Um, so I've, I'll be praying for them and just um, I know that's that's what they're they're supposed to be doing, um, but also just trying to find it and go to new and make forge new Christian friends um, this summer and also pour into the two Christian friends that I have that are my age and especially one I'm just trying to figure out times that I can meet with her more because it's such a blessing and then also just trying to be in prayer to give me those Christian friendships and if you have those Christian friendships Pour into them more. Spend more time around them. Offer to go on Bible studies or go through a book that's, like, biblically based. I remember at the start of the school year, um, junior year, so this last year, I started a little book group with my friends, and it was about a 
it was a biblical book that my um, pastor gave to me, which was really nice of him. And we went through that together and that was such a blessing. And it was really amazing to be able to meet with these girls once a week and pour into our friendships. So pour into our faith and pour into our friendships and encourage each other like the Bible says. So just remember the importance of meeting in a Christian community and finding a Christian community because we are made to be communal and to be with each other. So it's really important that we're pouring into those who will encourage us and really pouring into our Christian friendships. Um, yeah. And then this is our final thing for today. Um, I'm so excited. I am calling it the 28 day challenge. So this is a little challenge that I'm going to be partaking in. And I hope that you partake in too once you listen to this. And it's going to be about habit building. So really trying to build these habits. So I want to preface this. Um, why is it called the 28 day challenge? So it's going to be 28 days of always reading your Bible in the morning. Um, and so that's just going to be my challenge is 28 straight days no skip days of me reading the Bible and getting into the Bible. So every single day, I'll make sure to post on my Instagram story. I'm going to probably just post like day one out of 28 and go from there. And I'll start posting um, tomorrow, which is going to be the day that this um, gets released. But also, I want to share, see your guys' stories, your guys' journeys. So I hope that you guys will partake in this with me, no matter if you know, you were hearing this after the fact or not, make sure to share it with me. I'd love to hear and I'd love to be with you um, through this journey because it's so encouraging to have others um, and just to have an accountability partner. So I will be your accountability partner and this will be 28 days. And I just want to preface this with, um, I heard somewhere that it takes 28 days to build a habit, which actually isn't completely true um because although a task doesn't become your second nature in 28 days like 21 21 to 28 days um studies show that it becomes really a lot easier after 28 days to do it every single morning so the first 28 days are always going to be the hardest but after that it's going to get easier and easier and easier and more like your second nature so it takes 28 days to like, start making the tasks that you do, like, be easier and more of a habit, and then usually it takes about two months to make it a full, solid habit, your second nature that you do every single day. So, just trying to start with that 28 days, really push through it, and I hope that you guys partake in it with me as well. So, I hope you guys really enjoyed this podcast. Um, I'm hoping that all my podcasts are about this length. I think this is about an hour long. So thank you for staying the whole hour. Um, you guys are such a blessing. And thank you for helping me chase my God-sized dream, my God-sized goal with this podcast. Um, next episode is going to be Holy Girl Summer Part 2, which is going to be talking about goal setting and really having like the right mindsets for summer. So thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Love all of you and thank you for um, tuning in. Okay, bye!
I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for listening to the end. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at thatchristiangirl.podcast. I'll see you in the next one. Thank you.